Hello, lovely listeners, and uh, welcome to Skill Check, the uh, weekly podcast about gaming and mental health and everything in between uh, from the YMCA Exeter. My name's Andy, and uh, I have the fantastic Zach here. Hello, I'm here again. And yes, I made it to episode one. Yes, yes. And uh, we also have, uh, and yeah, we're also uh, broadcasting this live to a uh, crew uh, of uh, people that, that we know. So if you hear us kind of refer to random comments and things like that, uh, we apologise. Um, we're trying to get used to this whole thing of dual tasking, dual broadcasting uh, stuff, for lack of better words. Um, yeah, that that's us. It is. Uh, what 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 are we doing today, Zach? Yeah. So um, the idea is that each episode we'll take uh, a game that has kind of impacted us and unpack it a little bit, or maybe a mental health theme, and unpack that a little bit and talk about how games speak into that. So this week, we're going for the the first option of those two options, which is to focus on a particular game and our experiences with it, and it has fallen to me to do the the kind of, I say boring bit, but it's not boring at all because we, we like talking about games. But I'm going to do the uh, introduction to the game and then do a bit about where you can buy the game, where you can play it, who developed it. And then Andy's going to explore a little bit more about the, his experience with the game because he's played it more recently than I have. So I will, I'll only be so useful in that, in that conversation. Hopefully I have something and to man say. Man alive, it was beautiful. <laughs> so without further ado, the game this week is a game called Child of Light. Um, it is a side-scrolling role-playing game um, published by uh, Ubisoft for Microsoft. And you can get it on every platform at the moment. So that's uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Switch. Um, it's a great little pickup as well because it's usually on sale quite a lot. Um, and I think EA does... I think it's on one of the. It's on one of the. It might be on Game Pass. I'm not. Don't don't quote me on that. But it's definitely yeah, always yeah. around for like not a huge amount of money. Um, so if you've not played it, and after today you're like, oh, actually, I'll check it out. Child of Light. Um, search that uh, in your search bar, and it'll come up. And if if it's full price, I mean, I say full price. I think it's like fifteen pounds. Um, but it's on the sale a lot, and I've definitely seen it go down to as little as kind of four pounds. So yeah, I think I brought it for. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Four quid, and it was not a lot at all. Yeah, so it was made by Ubisoft specifically for Microsoft, and then obviously it's come out on other platforms as time has gone on. Most recently, Switch. Switch is probably like if you have one, great place to play it. It would be quite good to kind of just pick up and play where you are, play on the sofa. Um, it lends quite nicely to that the way that, because especially is kind of quite chilled, um, kind of quite fairy tale esque in terms of its how it feels as kind of a, a musical kind of set piece. And, and, and then, yeah, graphics-wise, um, it's like a hand-drawn watercolour painting vibe. Um, so if, that, if that's also something that you're interested in. Um, very kind of narrative-driven as well, which Andy will talk way more about. Um, as Andy, I hope. No, Andy's gone. 
I'll pass it to me then because, you know, I can do that. Um, what are you guys saying? Yeah, access, Game Pass. Yeah, I saw that today, Rob, as well. So this, if you've got uh, Game Pass Ultimate for Xbox, EA Play um, will be kind of linked in with that uh, this Christmas time, I think, ready for the new console generations coming out. Uh, so if you have Game Pass Ultimate for Xbox, you'll also get EA Play for free. Oh my so, days, I'm so sorry about that. So over to you, Andy. I passed. What, was the, <laughs> what was the last sentence you said? I literally said, uh, so Andy, if you want to take, a, take it away with um, the, the more poignant, I just finished with, it's like a watercolour type painting come to life in terms of the graphics uh, and talked a bit about the sound oh, and the excellent. music being very fairy tale-esque in its approach. And then I said, but Andy will have more to say about that. So Andy, Excellent. over to you. I'm really, really pleased you ended with, with that because that is what kind of draws you in. It's, it's a game that um, re- it kind of reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy in, in a way um, with its kind of group combat uh, dynamics. But it's a beautiful game just to watch and listen and... The storyline kind of just draws you in, uh, talk, and it kind of. And all right, granted, I'm a dad of little girl, and there is a young child character, uh, the aforementioned child of light, uh, which may have something to do with it, and it kind of be not massively clear what's happening to her in that it appears that she's dying, but she then kind of wakes up in this weird alternative world. And the plot of the game is trying to get back to her world. And I'm trying to not talk spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trying to get back to her father. And there's an evil stepmom involved as well. Every good fairy tale has an evil step parent. Exactly, and that is a good word for it. Uh, fairy tale, and uh, yeah. So there's stuff about what's happening with her dad, what happened to her mum, and things like that. And I guess a lot of it is about what happened about the mum in the what's sure. happening about the dad now. And at the end of it, I was like, crikey. This, this is a game that's about, well, death and grief. Yeah. And I'm like, flipping heck, this is quite a dark game in, in a way. Mm. <laughs> with, with quite, I guess, adult kind of undertones and... I'm saying that very much, very aware that my seven-year-old was loving watching it and she didn't pick up on any of, yeah. of this at all. And doing a little bit of research for today, I kind of got a quote. Well, so some comments from one of the game developers where he uh, expressed how love is, 
is an easy way out for a writer and the narrative of the game instead focuses on growing up in a modern world, sacrificing time to help others, becoming an adult, and how one does that by, by themselves. So yeah. lots of kind of deep and meaningful stuff Ooh. there. And, but the overall feeling I had right at the end was, crikey, there's a lot of death in this fairy tale. Yeah, and I think Child of Light especially has you asking lots of different questions about death because it, it at the start of the story, without getting too spoilery, it, we've already said, we've already alluded to this, that it asks, it presents you with the question of the fact that this girl's mother has died already. Uh, and so she's dealing with that. And then it asks you, so it asks you kind of how, how is this, how is the main character of the Child of Light dealing with a past bereavement? It then also asks you about a present kind of dilemma that she has about her father and, and his kind of his journey while while she has been kind of as Andy said she it it starts again by offering you the, this this kind of little chunks of information that her mum died when she was younger she is now dying as a child and she wakes up in this other world um, presumably I think as far as she's aware that that she she's very much thinks that she's still alive and isn't alive in this other world however her father's experience is that she has died and you get and it does like weird not quite flashbacks but it does kind of like a parallel narrative between where the child of light is yeah. and where her father is and they'd go through very different things while she's trying to get back to her father uh different kinds of bereavement and it is oddly open-ended mm. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to answer yeah. any of those big questions for you. It does leave you to be like, so we've we've given you three tales of kind of loss, three very different <laughs> interactions with it, and we're not going to help you unpack that. We're just going to leave you with how it impacted you. Yeah. There, there, there is an interesting bit right, right at the end, and I'm going to try and allude to it without talking about it, because... It is basically the last sentence, last conversation in the game, and I feel it would be a bit spoily um, to, to say that. But there is definitely a, a bit there where it refers to helping others in regards to helping move, move on and yeah. dealing with one set of grief, at least. Yeah. Yeah, as as she explores the world she wakes up in, she makes friends along the way and helps. In, in normal RPG style, you make companions. They add You add them to your party. They'll go journeying with you. You'll level up, gain new skills and abilities and help them to overcome their issues. Like they, they have a quest. I won't, I won't go as far as to say qu it is a quest, but it, the game doesn't present those things like an NPC in a town, you go, you talk to them, they give you a quest, you go to the next town. It's very much, mm. you, you meet other characters, they are trying to overcome a personal quandary of some type, which is a bit more real. It's not just, I need to collect 10 wood yeah. from the tree. They're, they're, a bit, <laughs> they're a bit more, they're a bit more kind of person-led problems. I don't want to spoil any of the interactions with the characters. But, yeah. um, and like, like Andy was saying, you help them overcome 
their own battles, their own personal struggles, and then ultimately they then help you overcome yours at the end through mm. kind of the development of the relationships. And I guess bereavement is a little bit like that. When you lose someone, you are then forced to kind of like go through the stages of grief, go through those things. And hopefully you've reached out and you have people there with you, journeying with you. And as they help you kind of deal with some of those things, um, you in turn will have an opportunity to, to help them. It's a kind of mutual kind of um, grief is that weird thing where you, the, the hardest moments will be when you feel like you're alone and you can't get out of some of the mod, the, the earlier stages uh, of, of grief, which I know Andy's got the, the document or the, the stages. Yeah. If you want to. So I've got, so, so there's generally speaking, the five stages of grief. Yeah. Um, which is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, which is meant to be this kind of circular thing where it's, it's okay to kind of go through the denial stage where you're not quite accepting that either the person has gone or the situation that you're grieving has finished. Because I, I feel it's important to point out that grief doesn't have to be just over uh, the death of a loved one, but it could also be. Yeah. Um, I mean. It's the, any loss, the, isn't it? The, it's any significant loss, yeah. isn't it? That has it, an emotional it, impact on you. That, that's it. it it's it's the, 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 the loss of a web life. Yeah. And it's okay to kind of go between denying that that's finished and being quite angry to it, about it and denying it again. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, I found quite helpful was being introduced to a sixth state, which was um, finding meaning in it. And I, I, I guess that's about learning from it and almost embracing that feeling and not trying to kind of deny it. Yeah, um, grief is one of those really yeah. weird things where if when you lose the when you lose someone or the situation or the kind of the friendship or whatever it is that you're grieving um it's really really important then to kind of like you say acknowledge that one that it's happened but also that it's it's okay to feel the grief like the, like the idea that it almost feeling the grief qualifies the fact that you've lost something and that's just as important as working your way through the stages like admitting that, oh, I actually feel like I've lost something here. Like I actually am grieving for this situation. Um, that's, that's, you know, always probably with the biggest step is that actually recognizing that that's what's happening and that it's grief that's happening. And that it's, that it's, it's a good thing to sometimes grieve over things because it shows sometimes you kind of what's important. Like to life mm. will be, life will be, you will have loss at some point. Um, and it actually it's a recognition then that actually that situation, that friendship, that relationship that you had was important to you because you feel grief over it rather than kind of apathy or kind of um, not really noticing that actually it meant something to you. And that's really important that you're making those relationships with things around you that, that mean that when something is gone, that you do miss it. And that's just as important. Like you wouldn't want to kind of build a little island for yourself, live on it and, and hope that, you know, don't invite anyone in 
so that you can't get kind of hurt or, or upset or experience grief when you lose something because that's, that's no way to live either, really. Mm. I think the game definitely explores the idea of the character wanting to move forward, understanding what has happened, and then ultimately, at one point, making a very difficult decision, which yes. she, she knows will result in grief. Yes. And makes that choice anyway. <laughs> yes. Without being spoilery at all. Like the, the, uh, I'm, I'm saying yes a lot because I'm like, what's he going to say? He can't yeah, say that. I'm tr- no. Yeah, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. But the game does a really great job of, it, of putting you in a place where you're going to have to make the choice, the difficult choice, that you know will result in grief and difficulty for the character. And it, it mm. just leaves you in that place of like, okay, what are you going to do now? Yeah. You know, you, you've, you've had loss. You've been impacted by it. What are you going to do? And, and then the game is kind of unpacks that and, and wants to push you forward and wants you to help move you forward. And I think games are really good at that in terms of like helping mm. us explore our mental health because they allow us to go through things without and experience those feelings without the real world consequences of the similar thing happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. I, I think that's that's it, really, isn't it? I'm not sure if there's much more we can really. Yeah, I think you've summed it up very nicely there, Zach. Um, I think games. I, I was reading. I was in a little bit of prep for this, and and I and I was watching this video, uh, and this guy made the distinction between uh, sad games that are about sad themes and his sad game. So. There are games that are sad by theme, but he also plays different kinds of games when he himself is sad, and he calls them that mm-hmm. his sad game. So the game might not necessarily, not necessarily be sad, but it's a game he goes to when he's experiencing sadness for himself. Yeah. And I think we all do that. We all have that comfort game, that, that one that we go back to when we're not feeling quite ourselves, where we don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to think that much about what we're doing, but it allows us to process maybe sometimes some real life stuff. Um, and so the game doesn't have to be sad in and of itself, but it helps us to process maybe sad feelings that we're having in, our, in kind of our everyday lives by kind of, and I think that the child of light is really good for that. If, if you were kind of struggling with, you know, grief or kind of a low, like kind of low mood or anything like that, um, then that would be a great, a kind of great game to play because it, it, it's really nice to look at. It's the music it's is fantastic. Beautiful to look at. It is like you could. I think the guy I watched a review and the guy was like, you could literally frame, take a screenshot of any, any kind of environment that you're in, and you could frame it and put it up on the wall. It'd look like a painting. Mm. It, it, yeah. it is honestly staggering how they've captured that hand-drawn, kind of come-to-life watercolor painting, uh, graphic design there. And it's not a long game either. So it's I think it's about fifteen hours maybe. Yeah. Hours, yeah. I mean, to to be perfectly honest with you, if I can complete it, it cannot be a long game. Wow, guys, you hear that? He's setting himself up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but it's it's about how long you'd want a game that deals with serious stuff to be. Yeah. You, yeah. you wouldn't want it to kind of overstay its welcome, especially when it's asking difficult questions. And equally, if you're using it as your sad game, a game to escape, a game to just do something, then you wouldn't want it to overburden you with more 
like sadness, but it does a great job of kind of, you know, you're leveling up, you're building a party, you're, you're getting more skills. You feel, you know, at the start, you're kind of weak, but by the end, you do feel a bit like a badass. And there are some very kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. There's some very big cinematic moments towards the end of the game where, where you're introduced some to some characters monsters. that, are, that are, are, are fantastic to fight and also some people that come onto your party that are a bit OP and cool, <laughs> like, without spoiling anything. Um, so it's worth just having a look at it and, and playing it. Um, yeah, yeah especially if you see it cheap or free on, as part of some package, give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely, sure. worth it, definitely worth it. Especially if you like like RPGs, it's got the like you say, it's got like an active time battle system. So like it's kind of yeah. real time, but not quite without having gone into yeah. like mechanics and explaining all that stuff. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it, ma- it makes you think about what you're doing, but it's not overly reliant on strategy. Like you can make a mistake and you won't punish you too hard. Um, but nah. it is a is a it, yeah yeah it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a great game. Bit nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, re- it's, it's a really great game. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think... I, I kind of feel we've sung the praises of the game. We have. I think in whatever show notes that we make, we should probably link to some of the music for the game. Yeah, that'd be, and I imagine you because... can get the soundtrack as well, so we can link. Oh, oh yeah, you can. You can? I'm definitely going to look at, after this. I'm, I'm going to go on <laughs> and see if I can find it. It's on YouTube, yeah. Oh, amazing. There you go, guys. It's on YouTube. We'll put the link somewhere below, probably. We'll make sense below the video. Yes. Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess, it, guys, if you've got questions or um, I see you talking about a lot of different things, if you want us to chip in in kind of any of the things you're talking about, just repost comments. I see Jonathan's here as well. Hi, Jonathan. Um, yeah, if you have any gaming questions or anything that you're, that's come out in the gaming world today or is interesting, then shoot them over in the comments and we can spend a little bit of time just picking some of those threads yeah. up if you want us to. Um, like, I, I imagine I imagine you've seen, but if you've not seen, the Microsoft came out with the prices for the new Xbox consoles today. Um, coming out on November 10th, there's mm. an, an Xbox Series X, which is like the high end. They do this weird tier system now where they release a, the most powerful thing they can put together for a, a kind of a kind of quite a high price point i think it's 450 pounds um for the xbox series x but then there's a cheaper ver- version which is kind of discless and yeah and it's i think that's about 250 pounds so in terms of price point like it's <laughs> it's a very acceptable kind of second like second tier and as far as i know mm. you're still going to be expecting the same graphical fidelity Wow. 120 frames. Um, you might not get the ray tracing and some of the kind of um, some of the more high end like water effects and lighting. And I think there's less kind of RAM in there, so games might mm. not load as quickly. Um, I think they're quite keen on it, like almost being instant. And I think they want you to be able to have a few games on the go open at the same time, so you can just literally um, on the on the high end version. But from what I can see it's not going to be a slouch. It's still going to be better than any other console on the market now. Like, it'll still be better than your Xbox One X, for instance. Oh, and <sighs> What does it mean for me? I mean, it means I'm going to be there in the store on release day, queuing up to buy the new Series, series X. 
that's what, it, that's what it, it's always exciting when, the, when we're getting into a new console generation um, to see how far they can push the boundaries of like what is visually possible. Um, there are definitely moments, have been moments when even Bethany is like taken aback. Bethany is my wife, guys, by the way. I was told to say, I talked about her in the last episode, but everyone's like, who's this Beth? Like, you didn't say who, I, who she actually was. <laughs> Bethan is my wife um, and isn't a huge gamer. But so when she comes into the room and is like, set back by like the realistic kind of look of kind of how people look in games, especially if it's going for a very realistic kind of look. Um, she's staggered by how realistic it looks. And she said mistaken FIFA for like actual live football. And she's gone, Oh, who who's playing? I'm like, Oh, I'm just playing FIFA. Um, so the idea that the next step in like graphics will, I've seen like some of the trailers and some of the demos that, that they've already showed it. It's mind blowing. Like what is possible. Um, and what will be possible for console gaming in this next generation. And, and it, I, I'm excited to see how far they push kind of the realms of gaming. And, and as things get more realistic, things like mental health and how we relate to games will become more visceral and more real. The more real it feels to us, the more it will produce a, an emotional reaction in us. So it will only, we'll only be asking more of these questions. This podcast will only become more relevant, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time goes on, especially this year towards the end of the year, to see kind of what their what boundaries they're pushing and what questions they're asking, it'll be really interesting to see that space grow even more. I I love it. Unfortunately, I think the level of battery life I have on my phone is causing me minor anxiety, and the last thing I want to have happen is just disappear. Is for yeah, is for it to all go wrong now. So. I'm going to suggest that we bring things to a close before it sounds like a closure is forced upon us. Yeah. Although we were wondering how to end each show. Yeah. And that would, that would be a great way to end the second show, which is for you just to disappear and then I'll just have to say bye on your behalf. Um, every, every episode could end in just really mundane ways where it's just not planned at all and it just disappears. But yeah, no, we'll have to think of a... You know what? We could do that. We, we we could have like a different sign off each episode. Yeah. Last last so, time was a mixture of Super Mario Game Over and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> whilst we were dancing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know how you can top it. I'm not going to dance this time because well. No. My my, my arms already getting tired from holding my phone up and. And I am trying to prolong this and to just to see how close Andy's battery is to go. So... I have just had a 10% really? warning come up. No, we won't do that. That's not fair, Andy, because it's, it's nice to say goodbye. So I reckon we'll just do a normal goodbye this time. It's going to be our normal one. Yes, sir. Well, say thank you for listening or thank you for watching. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. 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 goodbye.